It's the first annual Wrestle Buddies Award Show, The Buddies Honoring the best and greatest in professional wrestling over the past year. Featuring hosts GameSpot's Chrissy Hayner, TV Line's Keisha Hatchett, and GameSpot's Matthew Elfring. Now let the prestige rain down on you like the apple pieces being spit out of Carlito's mouth as you step into the Buddies with the Wrestle Buddies. Hey friends, welcome to a very special episode of Wrestle Buddies, GameSpot's wrestling podcast filled with wrestling friendship and wrestling with friendship. Boy, oh boy, you are in for a treat this week, because with me, as always, is Chris Hayner. Chris, how are you? Matt, I'm not the treat. I know, I, I uh, some might say I'm a snack. Yeah, you are right? your treat right, to me. Right, guys? Wink. Yeah. Uh, but, I, but yeah, but I'm not the treat. The treat is Keisha Hatchet is back. The third wrestle buddy is here for, honestly, maybe the most important episode we've ever recorded because Matt, it's the first ever wrestle buddy awards. It's the buddiesies. The buddiesies. The buds. Keisha, how are you? For short, <laughs> I am fantabulous. I'm here in my tuxedo jacket, ready to rock and roll. I'm wearing a suit jacket right now. Uh, I rented a tuxedo from Friar Tux. It is a Dolce and Gabbana. uh, That's a right. Yeah. Tuxedo, cummerbund, bow tie, uh, tails. I have I'm wearing tails the whole the whole nine. Chris is in a red T-shirt. It's true. But it has Freddy Krueger on it. And that's pretty cool. That's pretty, pretty uh, designer, I guess. Yeah. Now, we're going to be taking a look at some of the the biggest, brightest, and most wonderful moments in wrestling in all of 2020, but only the way that the Wrestle Buddies could, by making up some really dumb awards. Uh, how dare you? None of our awards are dumb. This is high-quality content. I don't know what you're talking about, Matt. It is, it is. So, let's just get right into it, and I know how award shows, they make you, like, wait around, like, way too long to find out what the best movie is. So... Kicking things off, I'd like Keisha to introduce the award that you've been waiting for, Wrestler of the Year. And we'll be joining you after this short break. Kidding. All right, so the nominees (laughs) for Wrestler of the Year are Roman Reigns, Kenny Omega, Hmm. Asuka, Alexa Bliss, and Jon Moxley. And the award goes to... Wait, 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 wait. What? I have what? here. Okay, uh, fine, go. Speak your piece. Kenny Omega doesn't belong in this list, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know who came up with these quote-unquote nominees. Kenny Omega's had a really good, like, month and a half. Uh, and even then, I'm very suspicious of how good that month and a half has well, been. Well, Chris, maybe we should talk about this after we open up the fake envelope. Oh, well, okay. Keisha, okay. please open up the fake envelope. I can't believe okay. John Morrison did get nominated this again. This is me opening up the envelope, and the winner oh, is... Oh, God, I can't wait to edit that. <laughs> You're welcome. And the winner is Roman Reigns. Oh, the big dog. Roman Reigns couldn't be here, but accepting the award for Roman Reigns is all of us. Uh, I'd like to thank the table that I'm at the head of. Um, I'd like to thank Paul Heyman. I would not like to thank Jay Uso because I'm a terrible cousin that's just mean to my family. 
I would also like oh. to give a shout out to my amazing hairdresser slash barber who always keeps my edges clean and sharp. Oh, his hair is good. <laughs> and the person Man. who dumps baby oil in his hair before every match. And I would like to say, lastly, uh, respect, rest in peace, uh, the flak jacket I wore for several years. <laughs> Beautiful. But for real, Roman Reigns has had a huge breakout year, uh, really embracing that heel character that we all knew was inside of him. And to be fair, I think the best working heel at WWE right now. Also, respect to Roman Reigns for sitting out the beginning of the pandemic because it didn't feel safe to him. Yeah, good for like, you. That's man. a gr- that's a great call. Yeah, shout out to Roman Reigns. Also, his mic skills impressive. He's gotten like, so congrats. good. <laughs> he's gotten so and he's utilizing good. Paul Heyman and doesn't need Paul Heyman at all. That's kind of the coolest thing about this whole thing that's going on with him right now. My favorite thing about the whole new Roman Reigns character is when he stands to the top of the ramp and he holds the title above his head and all the fireworks are going off and you just see Paul Heyman sitting next to him and standing up, staring up at him just in like wonderment. It reminds Mm -hmm. me, it's like he thinks Roman is the godfather and he's an underling or like it's (laughs) in Paul Heyman's become a fangirl at this point. Oh, it's so good. Everything works. It's such a well-built character that I'm excited to watch uh, flourish even more in 2020. And then eventually in front of, I cannot wait until they get back in front of a live audience with that character. Oh my Mm. God. The the building's going to tear them apart. It's going to be lovely. And we haven't even mentioned the fact that like Reigns has been putting on some dynamite matches as a heel character, like not AEW dynamite. It's no, 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 no. (laughs) Some quality matches. matches. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. He's been, putting on, he's been putting on some real SmackDown matches. SmackDown <laughs> he's live matches. the SmackDown. On that candy ass. Mm. And uh, on that note, we, we will move to our next category, uh, and that is Tag Team of the Year. Chris, please, uh, let's discuss. Oh, Matt. Well, it's while tag team wrestling seems largely dead, there are yeah. some incredibly <laughs> good tag teams. Um, and here are the nominees, uh, representing impact wrestling, the North, uh, which is Ethan page and Ethan page's friend whose name I can't remember at the top of, off the top of my head. Matt, do you know? We are great. Cool. At remembering uh, things. also representing impact wrestling, the good brothers, former wrestle buddies, guests, the good brothers mm. who, uh, that might, they, who know, we'll see if that plays a role in, uh, getting them the nod. Uh, also AEW's young bucks, the current reigning AEW tag team champions. And of course, former WWE raw tag team champions, the street profits. And the winner is, I don't have paper to crinkle. So I'm like, crinkle, crinkle, crinkle envelope opening the street profits because the street oh, profits are up Woo! and we Woo! all want that smoke. But uh, I I would like to say uh, the Street Profits, for me, they have been sort of the saviors of quarantine wrestling, because even at the point when there was no fans anywhere, they were putting on entertainment like they went two months playing games with the with the Viking Raiders. And that was incredible. And it was amazing. I like yeah. watching them play basketball and mini golf. And then, and eventually they wrestled. But like, it was just, it was so much fun that this is a group, a team that got to really sort of stretch outside the boundaries of what the norm is, especially in WWE tag team wrestling. 
and kind of get to play and have some fun. And it worked. Yeah. I also love, and I think the Usos also, and the New Day helps with this, the fact that they can be authentically themselves without being bastardized down Mm -hmm. to a cliche. Like, for example, using the we want the smoke, which is a common thing to, a common phrase in the uh, hip-hop community. Uh, Shout out to Lil Yachty's song, Who Want the Smoke? Uh, Please listen to that if you want an education on the term. (laughs) I guess I have to put something (laughs) on my checklist. <laughs> but it, it's 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 a basically a phrase about being ready for battle, um, and yeah, I just love that they're able to do that without looking like a joke, which has mm. been common in the past. So I love the Street Profits. <laughs> Very common in the past. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, These are discussions yo, that we've it's all had. Crime time, like <sighs> it's. We there, uh, Matt. We we've had a lot of discussions with each other about the horrible things WWE has done to people who aren't white that are wrestlers in the past. Yes, the Mexicals for I mean for crying out loud. Uh, it's it's so they're they're great and they're just allowed to be great and feel like they're in control of the characters. And I will say I was scared for them at first because so much of their act, uh, pre-pandemic was that entrance where they went through the crowd and partied with the crowd on the way to the ring. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't know how this, I don't know how they're going to like get the energy going when they don't have that audience to play with cut to the Thunderdome. It rains red solo cups on them. Now that's amazing. Like that is something that has to, they have to keep doing once they're back in arenas with people because it is such an, it's a completely new visual sort of gimmick that like, we haven't seen stuff like that before and it plays and into super affordable. perfectly. It's super, the most yeah, it's, it's just a bunch <laughs> of solo. Co- like I went to an act because I remember I went to the, the the NXT taping one of their last appearances before they got moved up to the main roster. And like they like uh, and WWE handed out red solo cups to everyone so we could all like wave them along with the entrance. I was like, the, they like the street profits have stumbled into something incredible. It's super cheap and looks amazing on television. I really hope they continue doing it. Now they've just taken it to that next level. I'm like, oof, I love it. I would also say something very important the Street Profits do for wrestling as a whole is kind of bring a youth movement into it. Mm-hmm. They're young, they're hip. When is the last time you've said anything about WWE being young and hip? Uh, n- the time May Young got a hip replacement. What's up? That's true. That was a hip replacement. <laughs> but I mean, that's something that that's something that WWE needs desperately is to have youth injected into it. I just get rid of not get rid of the old guard, but kind of you know we need the transition. We need some younger, more fun wrestlers in the ring. Yeah. Do you hear me? WWE Raw Legends Night. Maybe don't just bring back. Maybe don't when your ratings are low. Maybe don't just bring back people from thirty years ago that nobody watching now cares about. Maybe we should. I don't know. Introduce new characters. Build the next John Cena or Hulk Hogan or The Rock. I'm with you, Chris. And I hope the Street Profits brand, like they branch out, branch out with their branding and they do like a deal with solo cups or something like that. Oh my god. I was 100 percent by Street Profits branded solo cups. And that brings us to um our next award. This is something that's near and dear to the WrestleBuddy's heart. Mm. It is the Gangrel Tweet of the Year. If you listen to the show, oh, you obviously man. know that we <sighs> we haven't done this segment in so long, I feel like. 
I mean, he's been doing a lot of retweeting lately. Yeah, it's true. Uh, there are only two nominees. I mean, technically every tweet that Gangrel sent out is a nominee this year. But we picked uh, our two favorites. Our two favorites. Uh, the first nominee is Gangrel on a motorcycle. And yes. the other nominee is Gangrel and Lodi celebrating Christmas. Gangrel, a, a Christmas tweet from Gangrel with a photo of him and Lodi from WCW is just a special thing that we all deserve to end 2020 with. Keisha's in the document. I know she's clicking the tweets right now. That are in there. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> it's do, you see and, do you see Gangrel and Lodi just having the time of their life with a couple of buds? The winner is the one that Keisha's looking at right now. Gangrel <laughs> on a motorcycle in a parking lot. Now, uh, to properly celebrate the winning entry, I'm going to also open up this tweet so we can all look yeah, at let's it. Let's all just open it up. I haven't seen this in like uh, 30 seconds. Now, are you ready? Now, I'm going to I'm going to perform this as Gangrel. Man, I'm going to get into my. I'm a vampire. Your motorcycle was, vampire in I front of the an brood. El Camino. I was in the new brood. I was in the Ministry of Darkness, kind of. Banging and banging. Okay. <clears throat> Ready to do some hashtag fanging and banging. Hashtag WrestlePro. <laughs> Give this man an Oscar. Give this man Thank an you. Oscar. This Thank is beautiful. You. Oh, I've talked about this tweet, I think, on like six different episodes, to be honest. You also just talked to me about it. In I general. talked to you about the tweet. <laughs> it's well, I mean, listen, we'll, we'll we will obviously we will be linking. We've we've shared this tweet before. We will be sharing it again in our Twitter mm. feed. It's just Gangrel. Uh, in his Gangrel's Wrestling Asylum shirtless or sleeveless button down, uh, hanging out on his hog, brother. His blue really? blue hog with white stars because it's super yeah, American. Do we think this is actually Gangrel's motorcycle? Let's be honest here. Yeah, for a second. it's got to be his. He's fanging and banging. He's <laughs> what riding. What are you talking hard. about? There's no way this is Gangrel's motorcycle. Anyway, let's move on to the next one. Uh, Keisha. Can you please read the nominees for Wrestle Buddies Guest of the Year? Ooh, the nominees it, are Sunny Kiss, The Good Brothers, mm. Todd Sinclair, mm. Dalton Castle, Adam Cole, baby, <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Gargano, The Songstress, Lillian Garcia, Kenny Omega. Tyler Breezy, Brian Myers, and I'm throwing a last one. Keisha wrote in all of them. And well, there's also <laughs> one more after that. That would be oh, AEW oh. <laughs> TNT champion Darby <laughs> Allen. Uh, also, I didn't write down that Big Show was technically on the on Oh, the, that's right. The show technically, Big Show was a guest on the show. Oh, I interviewed him, too. He's great. Yeah, he's great. But anyway, the winner is our boy, Tyler Breeze. Yes. Accepting the award for Tyler Breeze is us again. No, accepting Chris, the award Chris for Tyler Breeze it. is left, right, left, right, die hard, Chris Hainer. Tyler Breeze is not only the best guest we've ever had, he's the best human walking this earth. He is the reigning, defending, undisputed, left, right, left, right champion. 
He was such a fun dude to talk to. He talked to us about all. He talked to us about Brizango's astronaut costumes. Like he oh, talked yeah. to us about all the fun up, up, down, down stuff he's done. And he's just a super good sport. Also, he was fresh off of winning the NXT Tag Team Championships. He said we I believe we spoke to him the day after that aired. And he said mm-hmm. we were the first people to introduce him as NXT Tag Team Champion. But also the first people to introduce him as the left, right, left, right champion, uh, which Matt does not uh, uh, recognize as an official title. He it's does an not official res- title. I just don't like it. He doesn't respect the most powerful force in video game entertainment. He's wrong. But Tyler Breeze, you're the man. Next up is the award for best wrestle piece theater read. Chris, who are the nominees? The nominees are GameSpot's Callie Plaguey, GameSpot's Will Potter, GameSpot's Tamor Hussein, and GameSpot's and WrestleBuddy's uh, co-host Chris E. Hayner. Keisha, were and, you and- in a wrestle piece theater? I was the first one with Scott Steiner. Oh my God, Matt! Yeah. Wow. And the, 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 not I'm, everyone no, I'm, is I'm, nominated. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm adding it now. Kikisha's added. I did. Third, Read what it the, says. <laughs> and offended. the third nominee, Keisha Hatchet. Or I'm sorry. And the third wrestle buddy, Keisha Hatchet, who is offended to not be nominated initially. I'm the only the only Russell buddy not nominated. That's true. And I made the list. <laughs> uh, yeah. My reads um, weren't as good as other people's. Here's the thing. The winner is. Callie Plaguey. Oh, who's who's turned in a number of good performances. Uh, you I think she's I think she's done three separate installments at this point. Right. I keep bringing her back because her reads are so good because she, like she I. People who don't watch wrestling, I wouldn't expect to like get into doing it and embracing mm-hmm. it. But weirdly, they're the ones who embrace it the most. And that makes me so happy. Uh, Callie has blown it out of the water multiple times. Uh, gotta be honest, uh, mildly offended that I, I didn't win because my performance as Jumpin' Jeff Farmer uh, uh, screaming, Motley Cruz! Uh, is it, deserving of some kind of award. Well, you were nominated for Jumping Jeff Farmer because it's become a running gag on the show. It sure has. And now also I we did what, like five different promos in that one segment because you just kept yeah. dropping more on me because I kept screwing with you. It's a good time. But yeah, congratulations, Callie. We'll see you next year because guess what? We're just going to keep using the same people for this segment. Awesome. Yep. <laughs> so Keisha, you'll be back. Oh, will Ooh, I? Keisha, now's yeah. like honestly, Keisha, now's the time to start campaigning uh, to get the award next year. Okay, I'm gonna work on this real hard all year, 2021. We'll start, we'll, we'll start a hashtag: Keisha for Wrestle Peace Award. This brings us. Oh, sorry, Keisha. Go ahead. No, just go ahead. You just this. This brings us to. The best men's singles division, mm. uh, which is a real award. And as I look at these, I'm like, why do we put real awards in? Anyway, the nominees are WWE, mm. AEW, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, but not New Japan because I just don't have time to watch everything. They're pretty good. And the winner is 
All Elite Wrestling. Oh hey, congratulations hey. AEW. Hey, congratulations. There's uh, lots of good there's lots of good wrestling right I now. I would it's, say it's, kinda... it's entirely possible AEW has the best men's division because it just hires dozens of dozens of people and then makes them all wrestle on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like at this point AEW Dark has like 17 matches a week for some reason. <laughs> and Dynamite has 3 matches. <laughs> <laughs> No, but, and they all involve the elite somehow. Uh, AEW has done a good job of building up a roster of people who could be the next generation of the business. Mm-hmm. Um, they've they're and the the tag teams they're bringing in are like Top Flight is in AEW now. That's amazing to me. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's 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 exciting what's going on over there. Yeah, they're really good at scooping up talent that is underutilized and, and then giving them new life. Them. Oh, well, yeah, listen, giving them new life. Underutilizing them again, but also giving them a better characterization, I would say. So there's remember, that. <laughs> do you guys remember when uh, Rusev got cut by WWE and he complained about being woefully underused and how that would never happen again? And now he's uh, oh, in a wedding party and also a gamer in AEW and they're both dumb gimmicks? Yes. Listen, I didn't say this was true for all wrestlers, but I'm looking at our our boy. They've done done a lot. Like, well, I mean, look what they've done with Brian Cage and Ricky Starks and uh, Will Hobbs, who is now Powerhouse Hobbs. Like, Team Taz is fascinating in AEW. The Dark Order is really, really interesting. There's like they've turned they took Darby Allen from an indie darling to make him like the face of AEW on TNT. Like, that's that's cool. Like, they've 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 elevated a lot of guys. That, that youth movement I talked about earlier with the Street Profits that I'm glad WWE is doing, AEW is doing that with the whole company. Well, mm-hmm. the majority of the company, yeah. which I really, that's important for the future of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Facts. Uh, and also Sting is there for some reason. Oh, <laughs> this Andrew brings Sting. us to Everyone, back in power. Oh, yeah. This brings us to uh, the best women's singles division. Keisha, read the nominees. The nominees are... WWE, Ooh, AEW, wow, Impact, <gasps> oh, Shocking. and ROH, Ring of Honor. Does Ring of Honor have a women's division? I just realized I don't know if they do. No, they don't. I mean, they do, but they don't. <laughs> they do, but it barely exists. Yeah, I should have wrote Shimmer instead. New Japan. Does New Japan have a women's division? That's not. They don't. Right. It's stardom. If you have to ask, oh, yeah. then that's telling. I mean, I again, like Matt, I only have so much time, so I I'm behind on a lot of New Japan stuff. Well, anyway, the winner is WWE. And I, don't think, I agree with that. Me too. Sorry. It's uh, I think their women's division in WWE obviously is stronger. They have a leg up on AEW, which goes back and forth between highlighting their women and then just not having them exist. AEW's women's division is not good. Period. I mean, and it's because the, it's because of the programming. It's not because right. of the women they on have, the roster. They have an insanely talented roster. It's just like they don't know how to. They 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 haven't figured out how to properly spotlight any of them except for maybe Britt Baker and even then it's it it's give or take it's her and swall that's kind of yeah. like all i really see um i will say uh, Nyla Rose in too. in picking wwe uh my i cuz i i voted like full disclosure i voted for wwe um i voted impact my i know 
uh, my vote was heavily swayed by the NXT mm-hmm. women's division, which is freaking on fire. If you're not watching the re- the women's wrestling going on in NXT with Candice LeRae and Rhea Ripley and Tony Storm, like all these women who are tearing the house down week in and week out, like catch up. Yeah. And it's because they have such an incredible system put in place. Mm hmm. And that's mm-hmm. it's been that way for years. So they're a well-oiled machine, and they have a leg up on all of these other divisions because of that. Well, and, and it's, I it's actually awesome like because the- when you see what's going on on the WWE main roster with women, like because Charlotte, like Charlotte, just came back, and like you're you're seeing these women who are all killing it now, and you're like, oh, just a few years ago they were the ones in NXT like mm-hmm. tearing the house down. So like WWE already has the next generation of women performers set. Yeah, I would. I would actually say that NXT's women's division is much stronger than its men's division right now. Yeah, Agreed. easily actually. Yeah, um, I also want to highlight Naomi, who deserves so much oh, more. God. She does deserve a lot more. I love I Naomi mean, so much. And yeah. there was that. There was a point when like they were finally taking Naomi seriously, and they gave her a run with the title, and like her like even just her entrance was the most over thing for a while in that company mm-hmm. um i i where is she why is she hurt do they just not have anything for her at the moment like, i feel like we haven't on? seen her since the rumble which is you know? so horrible i see her on instagram i follow her all the time and she's like living her life or whatever but like mm-hmm. They just don't, they've never understood how to use her. And uh, that makes me so angry because she's one of the most talented women to ever step in a WWE ring. And she deserves so much more. She's she's not only talented in the ring, she invented that character. She, like, it was not, like, I don't know if you guys, like, I don't know if you guys like me watch Total Divas. Um, yeah. She, she, uh. <laughs> Like yeah. <laughs> she had she had the idea for the sort of black light glow in the dark entrance and took it to WWE and just kept building it and building it, and building it and made a character for herself, which I feel like is something like we don't see a lot in that company at this point. You just sort of like you get put in the lane that they sort of think you need to be in. But like she wasn't happy with the way her her career was going and she came up with something and presented it and took it to the limit. I know, but let me just say, okay, I know you want to move on, but let me just say this one last thing. Naomi is the epitome of black women enterprising, making a seat for yourself at the table and going out there doing, just taking the initiative to um, control her career, her image, being this creative, athletic, dominant force, and still all of that talent, both inside the ring and out, still not being recognized. And that, I think, is the most frustrating thing for me and the most emblematic thing of like being a Black woman in this country. Mm-hmm. I will say that. <laughs> I agree. I mean, I'm not, a, I'm not a Black woman in this country, so I don't, I'm, I'm not going to pretend to know your or her experience, but like, it's incredibly put frustrating in, those, in that shoe. Yeah. It's in incredibly shoes. frustrating to see the work she's put in and not mm-hmm. even, like, it's one thing if she put in the work to create something that didn't, didn't connect. She put in the work and made something that connected with everyone in the crowd, adult and child, because that's the thing in WWE, you have to be able to connect with the adults, but also the kids. And it was so, it was so visually interesting and so engaging that like she made this from scratch. She should be the top of the division because she can also, like you said, she can go in the ring. Yes, She's a but great that's, wrestler. Yeah. 
And that's the problem with having diversity on screen and not behind the scenes because someone who is black would understand who she is and write that and write her well and put her in those places and give her those opportunities. But again, we have a diversity issue, which I hate using the word diversity. It's more of an inclusion issue where she's not there. Other perspective, WWE needs different perspectives behind the scenes and they just don't have that right now. Agreed. One million percent. That brings us to the best tag team division. We go from the, like the most serious talk. It's like a real thing that needs to be discussed. And it's like, well, back to this dumb comedy podcast. Oh, boy. Well, best. I'll just say this. The nominees for the best tag division. I don't know if you've noticed the trend uh, these past couple uh, uh, segments or past couple of awards. Nominees for the tag division. World Wrestling Entertainment. Mm. All Elite Wrestling. Hmm. Impact Wrestling and Ring of Honor, not wrestling. They don't have wrestling in their name. Um, but the winner is, uh, and I think I agree with this. Oh, I don't know. I don't. I don't agree with this. The winner is uh, AEW, uh, with its teams like the Young Bucks, FTR. Uh, I like QT Marshall and Goldust. It's been a, let's order. let's be honest about this this whole thing. Uh this has not been a good year for tag team wrestling in general. Uh, I, I feel like mm. WWE has stepped up in the last few months, but overall for the year, I guess AEW. This is one where I'm like, I kind of wanted to just take it off the list. Right. Can we well, just strike I, it? Oh. <laughs> we can strike it. <laughs> well, because I I I look at I I look at t- yes, it like obviously AEW has the sort of AEW has, especially in the last few months, been quietly adding like some really good indie teams and it has a bunch of really good teams, but they don't really like like most things in AEW. They don't most of them don't get much of a spotlight Mm -hmm. Uh, at this point. Best friends are essentially the guys who hang out with Orange Cassidy. Mm -hmm. Uh, And like we've and like and and, kills me that private party are the guys who hang out with Matt Hardy. Like the, that's the, so weird. That blows my mind. I don't understand. I don't like it. They deserve better. Uh, WWE has had its own its own issues. Uh, I love, but again, like Street Profits, this has been the year of the Street Profits. We've gotten the two different tag incarnations of the New Day. Uh, with uh, Biggie and Kofi had the titles early in the year, and we just ended the Kofi and Xavier Woods reign. Uh, any. Any version of the New Day is going to be one of the best tag teams on any roster. Uh, the Hurt Business has, has now gotten into the mix. Like we've had a lot of really, a lot of really pretty good tag teams, but tag team wrestling just doesn't seem important. It's yeah. almost it's almost as unimportant in WWE as the women's tag team wrestling, which is terrible oh, yeah. because like those have been for, those belts have been almost forgotten about. Let's move on to something a little bit more fun and positive, and that's the best match of 2020. Wrestling happened everywhere around the world in 2020, Mm. mostly with no audiences for obvious reasons. Here are the best matches for 2020 nominees. The Boneyard match. Ooh. The Money in the Bank Titan Towers race to the top match. The Climb the Corporate Ladder Money in the Bank match? Yes. Uh, The Firefly Funhouse match. Mm. Mm. 
Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns at TLC. Mm. Young Bucks versus Revival. And the winner is... Wait. I think waiting. you forgot one. That's all that's on the list. I had another one there. You must have deleted the Boner Yard match, baby. I did not delete that. I did not delete oh, it. Oh, man. I wonder oh, where I it went. I wonder it. if it'll pop up somewhere else in this document. Oh, no. I, I like for sure nominated the Boner Yard match, but... I'm going to hit... Like, here we go, Chris. We're going to see if you did it. Control F, Boner. It is not in there. Oh, no, okay. I did delete it because I thought you wrote Boneyard match again. Now I remember. No, I wrote Boner Yard match. The Boner Yard match from uh the good brothers talking shop a mania talking shop a mania the winner is kevin owens versus roman reigns tlc which happened extremely recently okay wow did you watch did you watch (laughs) did you watch watch roman reigns versus kevin owens at tlc i'm sorry but i still have to catch up on tlc (laughs) okay uh i I can i i I can go here we go um Kevin Owens, I feel like, was introduced as sort of a like, we got to kill some time to get to the end of the year to figure out what to do with Roman as champion. And what they ended up with was one of the better TLC matches in recent memory. Uh, and it show- and it, like, even though he lost the match, it showed it built Kevin Owens in a way that nothing else he's done in recent memory has. Like it made mm-hmm. him look almost unstoppable as he fended off both Roman and Jey Uso throughout the match. And still managed to get his hands, his fingers on that title multiple times before he ultimately, obviously he ultimately lost. But like it showed his resilience and how good and powerful he is. And I think it built him up as a credible world title contender, which is something he hasn't been in a long time. And I say that as someone who truly loves Kevin Owens, like I love everything he does. But the way he's been booked for the last, I don't know, several years dating back to like fighting Shane McMahon repeatedly forever and ever and ever like everything he's done hasn't had him at that world championship material quality that we know he can be this match did that in defeat and i would say once again this match also does a lot of good for roman reigns highlighting that character who he is how he fights in the ring he's he's just a brutal beast at this point Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course he has Jey Uso by his side, who has just been also just a huge breakout from this past year and yep. the match itself. Um, this was the second TLC match of the night. The first match, uh, with, with Drew McIntyre, AJ Styles and the Miz, um, was fine. It, it was, it was fine, you know, uh, but TLC matches can be a bit of a drag at times, I feel, unless you're really keeping the action going and building a story. And I felt like that Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns just uh, built a story perfectly. It's one of, I mean, I, this is, I think it's the best TLC match of all time uh, outside of tag team ones. Yeah, you might be right. I don't know. I'd have to revisit some of them to make sure, but no, yeah. it was really good. Also, uh, I this is this is my chance to say this. Uh, hopefully, not too hot of a take. Uh, the Young Bucks versus FD, FTR was overrated. I don't care how many stars Dave Meltzer gave it because the Young Bucks named a move after Dave Meltzer. Like it was, it's it was indicative of every. It was every Young Bucks match. It was lots of high spots, lots of false finishes, lots of super kicks. Mm-hmm. 
and not my, and like it was, and it, and it came on the back of a, a very rushed story. Like there just wasn't a lot to it that really drove my interest. I feel like in FTR coming to AEW, all the talk was like, oh my God, I can't wait until we finally get the feud, the young bucks versus FTR feud. And I understand that like AEW is like, had to stop doing shows in front of crowds because of the pandemic. And they've slowly started putting people in the audience here and there. So I understand that it's a very different uh, vibe, but that doesn't, that shouldn't come at the expense of what could have been a truly great, like longer running feud. It felt rushed. Mm -hmm. And then the match just felt like a high, it was just a normal high spots match, which it was a good high spots match, but I saw so many people calling it like the greatest tag match of all time or the greatest tag match of like the modern era. And I'm like, not really. I would well, go so far as to say one of the greatest tag matches of the modern era is the Usos in the new day inside hell in a cell, baby. Yes. yes. Well, here's the thing <sighs> I don't appreciate about the new age of wrestling is not knowing when to pick your high spots and turning everything into flashy. Like there is an art to wrestling. There's storytelling. You have to be able to have those highs and lows in your mm -hmm. match. I, to me, those are the best ones. The even ones where just you're flowing, you're going with the flow. It's, it has a nice ebb and flow to it. So I, strongly suggest that wrestlers who think you know jumping off the top rope and and flinging their body as the only way to wrestle in a match is the only good part of the match to rethink that and go back and watch those old school classic wrestling matches where they are telling a story where someone gets knocked down and there's a story building and building within that match. That's what captures the people. And yes, being flashy is fun for a while, but then it gets really old. So mm -hmm. at the end of the day, people are going to come back for that storytelling. I just realized that on the document it says the revival and it should say FTR. Whatever. <laughs> I will also say this match took a lot of the shine off FTR because their whole thing is they don't jump off the top rope. They're there to beat people up, mm. but then they get in the ring with the Young Bucks and what do they do? They go to the top rope. Well, that just that that takes down your character. I'm sorry. Like if if this if we had like a longer feud where like they met several times and FTR couldn't get the job done. So finally, eventually a few matches in, they take it to the top rope to try to beat the young bucks at their own game. That's something you can build to throwing all of that into the first match. Okay, cool. Where do you go with match number two? Because match number two is going to happen. This was the first and what will eventually be a series of matches and there's nothing left. It, and it just felt like they just threw stuff in just to get it in. And then they started doing like finishers of other tag teams. And like, I don't know. It wasn't me. Keisha. Oh, the next, uh, the next award, please. Best stable of the year. The nominees are the new day. Undisputed mm. era as Chris Jericho would say, The Hurt Business, The Inner Circle, The Dark Order, and The Elite. I say that like that because there's a question mark in this doc. I did that because we I didn't sure. know if they actually counted or were worth it. And the winner is The Hurt Business! There is no discussion to be had. The Hurt Business is the greatest thing going on WWE TV right now. They finally oh, made me care about Bobby Lashley. End of story. I love it. It is yeah. 
We have discussed stables on this show before. Um, it's mostly, you know, kind of older guys. They have taken Cedric Alexander under their wing, but they are doing stables correctly. MVP has been the perfect mouthpiece for this group. Uh, and the name just kind of says it all. They're just here to hurt people. But mm-hmm. also, like, I'm just loving the matches. And I, I've never thought I would say it again about Bobby Lashley. I've always loved Sheldon Benjamin and Cedric Alexander, but I want to see a Bobby Lashley match. Yeah. That's what her presence has done. <laughs> That's yeah. never happened to me before. And, and shout out to her business for making me care about Bobby Lashley. Thank you. Good job. Well done. And then we also had our ta- passing of the torch moment between New Day and her business, which like makes me so much happier because New Day has been like the kings of the stable mountain in WWE. Sorry, Undisputed Era for six years. Uh, and like they've paved the way for her business, too. So we just have like great stables going on right now in WWE. All the two. Agreed. Three. <laughs> uh, the next award, it's a very important one. Best storyline in WWE. The nominees are. Oh, no, just best storyline in general, not WWE. Oh, the next award, a very, <laughs> very important one. Best storyline in professional wrestling in 2020. Uh, the nominees are The Fiend versus John Cena, Roman Reigns, head of the table. Uh, MJF wanting to join the inner circle for no apparent reason. Uh, Wrestle House on uh, Impact Wrestling and Art. And of course, uh, the only storyline that really matters ever in any year is R-Truth's dominance as the 24-7 champion. Uh, But the winner is, and I think we got the right one. It is head of the table, Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns Mm -hmm. has completely reinvented himself and become amazing. He, He is maybe the perfect heel he's more than just a heel though he's taken just like i'm he's taken it to another level he's not just i'm a bad guy you're gonna hate me it's i'm a bad guy also this this family that has dominated wrestling for decades the anawa family like i'm the best of them you know like if you want to be with me if you want to be by my side you have to prove yourself you have to sit with me at the table and i'm the head of the table like i love everything about that yeah Agreed. I'm keeping it. I'm keeping it short uh, and sweet (laughs) because I'm running low on time. (laughs) But yes, I agree. (laughs) We'll just okay. We're just gonna move it along. We've already talked about Roman Reigns a lot. Yeah. Uh, Best character gimmick, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. Uh, Our truth, which isn't a gimmick. It's just our truth is wonderful. I just want to put him on a list some more. Watch Uh, the our truth documentary on the WWE Network. It's it's so good. Yeah, so good. Uh, Orange Cassidy, mm. Roman Reigns, and The Fiend. Uh, the best character gimmick is The Fiend. Catching flies. Wait, I don't know that sound. That's that screechy wow. sound. Uh, so he reinvented himself in 2019, uh, but the character remains a proven commodity. So good. Uh, and it's con- it's been elevated even more by adding Alexa Bliss. Uh, it's just supernatural fun in WWE, which I'm always a big fan of personally. I love that he's manipulated. He's manipulated this sort of clean cut looking diva and made her this twisted, fun, fairy tale nightmare. And I hope it continues like a virus and just spreads to other wrestlers and builds this really twisted, like dark stable. I would love that. But yes, I'm all in for the fiend. Chris, any adding uh, uh, last words? Not last. Words, I just you know. I, I love the fiend. I love everything about the fiend. I love the entrance, the the characterization. I love Bray, the Bray Wyatt side of the fiend, and the Firefly Funhouse. It's all wonderful. 
Um, so I'm going to retract my virus statement, given the recent circumstances. <laughs> the what? Sorry, I said I'm retracting my virus statement, given oh, current boy. circumstances. <laughs> ooh. Ooh. It's the ooh, moment of the year. Uh, Nominations are Keisha with the virus statement and uh, like 40 things I've said on this podcast. Yup. And the winner uh, is me. Sorry, Keisha. <laughs> <laughs> but it's I've okay, Keisha, because things. you get to do... The, you get to do the next award, which is uh, my favorite award. It's our 13th award, thus making it the Taz's Early Gimmick Memorial Award for Best Wrestling YouTube Channel. Because Taz used to wear the number 13 all over his gear uh, when he first started WWE. <laughs> the nominees are Up, Up, Down, Down, mm. Major Wrestling Figure Pod, and mm. Being the Elite. And of course, the winner is Up, Up, Down, Down. Yes. Yes. We're GameSpot. Of course, we're going to give it to a video game channel. <laughs> left, right, left, right, baby. Good job, GameStop. I mean, Spot. Spot. <laughs> and the winner for a uh, moment. Only I can do that all the time. No, up, up, down, down rules. Like, I got into the Major Wrestling Figure Pod uh, YouTube channel recently, and there's a lot of good stuff going on there. But up, up, down, down is just. They're just having so much fun playing video games with each other. And like, it makes me happy. It's friends hanging out, which is a, a thing I like, which is why this podcast. Yeah, exists. If you told me I would enjoy watching Adam Cole, Cesaro, Xavier Woods and Tyler Breeds play Uno for hours on end, I would have told you you were crazy. But it turns out it might be my favorite TV show of 2020. Um, next up comes the uh, a great award I made up right before the show, the uh, which Chris and I have talked about, the Shane Helms Award for Excellence in Shane Helmsing. Oh, and the nominees are Shane, Shane Helms. Helms, Shane Helms, Shane Helms, Shane Helms, and of course, how Shane could we Helms. forget? Oh. Yeah, Shane I mean, yeah, Keisha got a Shane Helms in. Oh, my apologies. <laughs> the winner of the Shane Helms Award. For excellence in Shane Helmsing, Shane Helms. Oh, perfect pick. Shane Helms has been Shane Helmsing all year. I also, I met him this year in February. Oh, he's having, and honestly, added, Shane Helms is having a good year. So if there was going to be a year for him to win the award, this is it. He appeared in AEW. He's producing for WWE. Like he's doing pretty great. I saw him at C2E2, the only comic book convention I went to this year because What's that's before convention? the world died. Only I one you'll go to him. next year, too, because there won't be any conventions next year. Oh, there's going to be none next year. It's going to be great. My OK, real quick. My Shane Holmes story is at 22, 2002 Armageddon. I went to see him as the hurricane and it's my first WWE pay-per-view and I made a whole sign for him. But then he wound up getting injured like literally the night before and so oh. missed it. And I just have a picture of me looking sad, teen me with oh, my so Shane sorry. Helms sign. And then I got to meet him years later. And interview oh, him good. a bunch of times. He's fantastic. Everyone has a Shane Helms story. That's just where we're at in the world. I don't. I've never met oh. him. I'm sure he's fine. He's he's very nice from what I've. He's a sweetheart. He's amazing. Yeah. Awesome. The, the, the joke was I was going to have him come on the show, but then uh, the he end of the busy. year stuff happened and we just I had no time to like get in contact. But don't but but understand it's not as if we're not going to try to get Shane Helms on to talk about Shane Helms. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this brings us to best segment of 2020. The nominees are Wrestle House, which only I really loved. Uh, 
every episode of Firefly Funhouse and mm-hmm. the MJF Jericho musical. And the winner is the MJF Jericho musical. I love uh-huh. how much um, the it's still real to me. Damn it. Crowd hated this thing mm-hmm. because it's the best to me. Like, that's exactly what I want. When my wrestling's going to get weird, I want it to get weird. And MJF and Jericho. And evidently MJF is like a trained singer. Really? Supposedly. I may or may not have read that. It could have been wrong. I don't know. I thought I thought I read that he was in a choir at one point. We're going to have to um, fact check this. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't take any of this as fact. I could have just been reading uh, Internet rumors on the dirt sheets. <laughs> but uh, that that segment was magic. It was so much fun. As a musical fan. Yes, mm-hmm. as a, a, a an avid musical fan. I yes. love anything where you can sing, break into song and dance for no damn reason. This was Absolutely. beautiful, elegant, and it married my two loves. So therefore, it is the winner. Perfect. I decided Perfect. this award. Thank you. Congrats to me. <laughs> and with that, Keisha, take us to our next award. Coolest belt title. And the nominees are... Coolest eight. title belt. Well, coolest is okay. Is it coolest title belt of 2020 or like that were recently introduced? Uh, just, just, just cool, just coolest title belt is fun. Like I don't think there's any rules for it. We're this making was, this, this was uh, we, we just threw it together last. Yeah, I added category. I added this on a whim because I wanted. I just thought like, oh man, our title belt's cool to look at. Okay. <laughs> wow, a lot of thought went to this. We're a okay. very serious award show. <laughs> coolest title belt. The nominees are AEW Championship, mm. NXT North American Championship. The women's WWE Women's Tag Team Championship, the BTE title, the TNA Championship of a Dead <laughs> and the FTW Championship, <laughs> and the nomin—I mean, the winner is NXT North American Championship. Yes, it's such a pretty belt. God, I love that belt. I only added the, I only put wrote down the TNA championship because I knew Matt would yell if I didn't because he mm-hmm. loves the fact that for so, even though TNA is dead and buried the TNA championship is still on TV for some that Moose reason. just brought it back for no reason God it's so dumb but no they like all, all very pretty title designs I think my least favorite of this bunch I'm sorry wrestling fans I it's probably the AEW championship it is too much plate versus uh strap I would prefer a little bit more strap like to see that strap come through. Also, I do like that it's platinum though. That's an interesting look. But I love the North American title. The brown is pretty. I like mm. it. God, I had no real opinion on this one, except for the TNA Championship. Except for the TNA Championship. Okay. So we'll just move on to the breakout star of 2020. All Elite Wrestling's John Silver. All Elite Wrestling's Orange Cassidy. WWE's Jay Uso and All Elite Wrestling's Brody Lee. And the winner, the breakout star of 2020 is Orange Cassidy, who had a hell of a 2020. Mm-hmm. He don't like don't ask him about it though. He won't really care. He's no, very, I, he's very <laughs> all, I feel like all four of all four of these guys could have won this mm-hmm. award, but I feel like Orange Cassidy uh, above and beyond, I mean, had a better year than anybody else. Uh Coming, Jey Uso comes close, but Jey Uso, I felt like, was the latter half of this year, while Orange Cassidy was all year just constantly yeah, rising up. Started from the note. beginning to the 
of 2020 yeah. to the end, just consistently with Chris Jericho and everything he's done with Cody and just like all of those freaking moments that we've mm. had with Orange Cassidy. I am obsessed. I I'm do drinking the OJ. It. I do want to say, though, uh, congrats to both Jey Uso and Brody Lee for having breakout years uh, when they're not new. Like yeah. they have had, they have characters that have been ingrained in people's minds for so long. But on the flip side of that, they were able to, they were able to flip the script and create something anew and stand out in major ways. That's that's yeah. exciting to me. That brings us to the best wrestle murder of 2020. Oh, this is a award for uh, someone dying in or around the ring during a live show. Uh, and there's only two nominees. I know there's a few moments we could have had, but two nominees. The first is from Money in the Bank when Baron Corbin throws people off of Titan Towers. I believe he num- I believe he launched Rey Mysterio and Aleister Black off the roof of the WWE offices. Yes. Yes, he did. And the other one is uh, at TLC this year, Randy Orton setting the fiend on fire. Randy and the winner is Randy Orton setting the fiend on fire. He's a murderer. He's a murderer. That's it. I don't think he was hearing voices in his head when he was. I think he was just doing that to be a big old jerk. I will say last night on WWE Raw, he said that he no longer hears the voices in his head because he killed Bray Wyatt or The Fiend. So I hope that means we're going to get new theme song. It's about time. on the rights. We're going to get sued. I was parodying. Keisha, bring us to us our next award. Our next award is oh MVP of 2020. Mm. The nominees are Our Truth, The Fans, Pyro, Xavier Woods, Left Right Left Right, and yeah. MVP. The winner <laughs> of the MVP of 2020 is of course MVP. <laughs> <laughs> but but for real. For real? Yeah. Who could have seen this coming in 2019? Yeah. How did MV- I- MVP was gone for so long and he came back and he's now he's the most entertaining talker in WWE. He's leading the best. He like he's the mouthpiece for the best stable. He's oh, God. Fantastic work, MVP. Truly. He was U.S. champion at some point. Was that this year? I don't know. I never man. remember. I didn't really pay much attention to him during his original run. Like I never got into him, but then he came back with such fire and he's so dynamic on the mic that like, I, I'm a fan now. I can say that for the first time ever. Same here. I want to believe that the Hurt Business is all MVP's idea. I want to believe it. Who knows? I'm hopeful. It's, it's, it's incredible. Uh, uh, Matt, I know I'm supposed to be next, but this is a very special you award. I'm going to let you take uh, take over. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the first annual WWF Bangers Award. If you listen to last week's episode, you know that I bought a toy from eBay, which is like metal caps and then yes, bungee sure. heads. Uh, and I'm going to pick one of these caps to see who gets the WWF Bangers Awards. There's wrestlers on these caps. I'm going to drop them on the ground. Uh-oh. <laughs> and we're going to use the head of Sable. Now, Sable's uh, I, head is disgusting and ugly. Ooh, y'all yeah. did her dirty. Yeah, right? Right? What? Looks it, terrible. Oh, and Keisha, this isn't from like the like the early this is from 1999, so in theory it should be okay. Uh but I also want to know uh Keisha just just for the sake of fairness, 
Uh, three of the things Matt threw down are all gold dust. <laughs> so chances gold are gold dust is going to win the WWF Bangers Award of 2020. Here we go. Nope, I missed. This is a game though, so. All right. And the Bangers Award 2020 goes to gold dust. Yay! <laughs> Goldie! <laughs> Matt, read the fact on the back. Oh, we got to read the facts on the back. Height 6'6", weight 260 pounds, from Hollywood, California, gold dust. Finishing move, shatter dreams. Favorite quote, remember the name, dot, 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 ellipses, gold dust. Did you know gold dust was 6'6", Keisha? I mean, he looks it. it that blew me away when I first found it. I was like, what are you talking, Dustin Runnels is not 6'6". You're out of your mind. Wait, hold on. Wait, I'm now I'm thinking about it, comparing him to, like, Kane. and he's. Shorter, right? I, yeah, he, I, I, I would have guessed like six two, six three, maybe. Guys, anyway, just in can... fairness, uh, really quick, I did another one, uh, another drop, just to see, like, hey, you know, because there are three gold dusts in there, that's not fair. And I picked up two more, and they were both gold dust. Yeah, <laughs> gold dust is the ultimate bangers winner. Congratulations, Goldie. Uh, should I take this last? Should I take our last? This is the award? final, the final award. Oh, guys, well, you know, it's been a it's been a fantastic uh, buddiesies, uh, and I thank you all. Uh, but finally, lastly, it's the award for thing that will be a future Wrestle Buddies segment. Mm-hmm. The nominees are the corporate Money in the Bank ladder match from Money in the Bank, the Mimosa Mayhem match from AEW, uh, Impact Wrestling's Slammiversary. Uh, this Matt wrote this and it's sad. Uh, WWE's Black Wednesday when they fired a bunch of people because of the pandemic. Uh, MJF and Jericho's uh, musical adventure. And lastly, the Inner Circle's Vegas vacation. Now, the winner of the award for thing that will most likely be a future WrestleBuddy segment, of course, I feel like this is an easy one to predict. It is MJF and Chris Jericho's musical adventure. Uh, we're 1,000% going to dissect this second by second. Keisha, you will be on that episode. I have no doubt. Like, yes. we have to. We have to get the oral history behind this segment. Oh my God, if we can get MJF, well, I, MJF would just tell us we suck. No, I don't want MJF on the show because I don't want to be yelled at by a guy who's really good at yelling at people. Yeah, I will I, take I, that I, heat. I will take that heat. I want the smoke. <laughs> uh, yeah but that segment ruled i can't wait for us to talk about it in depth uh and yeah congratulations mjf and chris jericho uh mjf and chris jericho i believe that makes them two-time buddies winners oh wow yeah because they also won the best segment of 2020 wow and I would, and I will. Uh, we are going to talk about Black Wednesday, the most important moment in wrestling history that happened this year. I guarantee it, because it changed the landscape, guys. It's sad. I don't know why you want to talk about sad stuff on our happy fun podcasts, but whatever. Because it's important. Anyway, that was the buddiesies. We have no questions this week because this show was long. But I have a question. Chris, yeah, Chris, go. Hey, Keisha, where do we find you on the internet? Mm. That's where I was going. You will uh-huh. find me on only OnlyFans. I'm kidding. I am Ooh. on Twitter and Instagram at Keisha Mays. That's K-E-I-S-H-A-M-A-Z-E. And yeah, that's it. 
Well, Keisha, thank you for joining us on this. The last Wrestle Buddies of 2020. We're closing out our first year of the show. This did you know this is episode, I believe, 35. Yeah, 35. We've done 35 of these things. You've been here for a lot of them. And you get brought up on even more of them. <laughs> you do get brought up a lot. There's like, oh man, Keisha should be here to talk about this. <laughs> Uh, so clearly you'll be back a bunch in the new year because you are the third wrestle buddy. Uh, Matt, you're the second wrestle buddy. I am mm. number four. Uh, number one wrestle buddy, of course, is you, the listener. Please rate and review us on iTunes. Bam. Take that listener. Ooh, I got him. Uh, yeah, this has been a as, as terrible a year as this has been. It's been kind of an awesome year just for us specifically with this. Yeah, it's uh, sadly a dream come true and the worst year ever. <laughs> And we both and we both survived COVID, Matt. We did it. We both had COVID. We did it. Uh, I'm glad you guys made it through and I'm glad you guys have kept me around. Thank you. It's always been a pleasure. It's a pleasure to be with you. And Keisha, you're going to close us out this week. Any parting words? Mm. Um, Wear a mask. Stay home. And take care of yourself and each other. Robocop. Left, right, left, right for life. I think that might be copyrighted. I know. I'm just representing because I'm a fan. (laughs) No, no, no. Uh, Take care of yourself and each other. Isn't that Mr. Rogers? Oh, probably. That's Jerry Springer. Oh, shoot. (laughs) (laughs) It is Jerry Springer. (laughs) No, honestly, listeners, that's the perfect note to end 2020 on Keisha (laughs) (laughs) quoting Jerry Springer. We'll see you next year. See you next year. Thanks for listening to Russell Buddies. We hope you had at least almost as much fun as we did. Go ahead and rate and review us on the Apple Podcast app. You can email us questions at WrestleBuddies at GameSpot.com or find us over on Twitter at WrestleBuddies. I am at Chris Hayner. He is at I'm Matt Elfring. See you next week.